Hey, nerds. Welcome to episode 102 of The Nerd Out. I am Lisa. I'm Rich P. We're here to nerd out with you, and you can find us online at The Nerd Out. We have a Facebook page, The Nerd Out. We have an email address, info at thenerdout.com. Otherwise, obviously, you can find us in the usual social media suspect areas. You can download or find our podcast on our website, thenerdout.com, as well as iTunes and Stitcher. If there is another place that you think you want to find us where podcasts are heard, let us know. And uh, if you leave us a review that is noteworthy, we will read it. Yeah, we're still waiting. Yeah, don't think we won't. As we (laughs) fall asleep waiting for you to do it. (laughs) I know. I keep checking. Every time we record, I go and I look on our page, Facebook page, and I look um, on the iTunes reviews, and still nothing. (laughs) Crickets. Still nothing. Whatever. Whatever, people. The the, the reviews that we do have are pretty awesome, but, you know, we'd like more. It wouldn't kill you. Yeah. Help us out. Help us get to the top of the search, because I also see, I don't know how the reviews are, but I also see there's another podcast. It's called Nerd, Nerd Out. Uh, is it the Nerd is it Out? It's called Nerd Out. I don't know. I have to, I'll do some more recon. Um, yeah. So I got to see. So let's get it up. I think yep. we have more reviews than they, <laughs> they do, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I'll check into that. Yeah. Um, the immortal words of Ritzy. Let's get it up, you guys. <laughs> let's get it up. <laughs> Let's get it up. Uh, thanks to Lilian Rivera for oh, being man. on. How much fun. Like, I listened to that when I was editing. I listened to that while I was, like, cooking or something, just to listen through the whole thing. And I was mm-hmm. rolling again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I listened again. And the whole thing with your Yelp review, like, I was crying laughing. Like... During and then listening to it again. It made me laugh so hard. Oh my God. <laughs> it was so good. So, yeah, if you guys haven't checked out our last episode, you should really do so because it is awesome. And we have an amazing special guest, Lilium, who is a super talented author and also just a badass MFR in general. Exactly. Um, we just have so much fun. And I think, uh, she, I think she had a lot of fun. So she posted it yeah. on everywhere. And so it, it's just good timers, good timers yeah. all around. Yeah. Um, we, you know, you know who our favorite or our biggest supporter and fan. Um, yeah. And I would, I would say favorite <laughs> and biggest. Right. Yeah. I'll go there. Juan Aguilar. The Eagle. He, he yes, the Eagle. He's, said um we have to comment saying thanks for the shout out nerds he said so i was born across the border and tj tj's for tijuana for those who don't do not know do not know (laughs) who are not knowing and then grew up in corona from first to eighth grade then did high school in escondido um and he said his favorite avenger would be iron man all right north county no cow with with you guy with you yeah um mr days uh-huh. Up there in the north. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Juan Aguilar. Yes, thank you as always, Juan. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much. Um, what do we, so, what, are, what are some events and things that we can talk about here? Well, I felt like, you know, this, we, we're called the Nerd Out for those who are new to the podcast, the Nerd Out, because everyone nerds out about something. It doesn't, you don't have to be a nerd to nerd out about something. You just nope. nerd out and you go on a deep dive, especially now with the internet and the interwebs and stuff like that. But, you know, I've been doing, I've been nerding out on podcasts like I do. Oh, and I've been, it, podcasts and, you know, with the award season, people like gearing up for um, all the awards coming up, the Emmys, you know, everyone was like, nom- you know, trying to get the nominations and stuff like that. I love watching all the Hollywood Reporter roundtables <laughs> and the interviews and all that stuff. And one common thread, and I feel because also because of social media, all these different movements, uh, mental health. And I wanted okay. to nerd out. I've been nerding out about that recently, just on the personal end and also just in general. So I listened to, you know, I I don't know if I express enough my love for Conando 
Conan O'Brien. Yeah, you him. haven't you haven't lately, right? I don't because I don't really, your favorite. Yeah, one of gem of a ginger, one of the, the gem, gem of, of the ginger. ginger that I call on my list, and <laughs> um, so. I was, you know, he has a new podcast, Kona Needs a Friend, which I love. And he had Andy Richter, his sidekick, quote unquote sidekick on there. And then it's just, you know, conversation is just real, real on Kona Needs a Friend, which I love. Just, you know, him, him and his assistant and the producer talking to someone that he wants to be friends with, is friends with or whatever. And starts off kind of funny, but then it gets real, real. And he was talking to Andy Richter and... And um, I don't have the link. I have to look at it because I have to listen to it myself. But he was saying that, you know, Andy Richter, I guess him being on different people's podcasts and one episode in particular where he kind of goes deep into his mental health and going to therapy and how that's helped him and being really open about it and stuff. I guess hmm. he's been seeing the same therapist for like 20 something years. And, um, you know, because it's such a it's such something that we, people don't really talk about. They're starting to talk about it now with, especially with pretty much every podcast you listen to is sponsored by one of the therapy online therapy apps. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh Right. All of them. And I was like, I don't know how I couldn't do that. I couldn't do the text with the therapist. Like, (laughs) yeah, that seems so weird. And like, yeah, like, you you know what? I'm glad that it works for someone. And I'm sure there's people out there that it works for. Yes. But like, yeah, I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around that one. Yes. As you and I, we, we you know, I, I go to therapy. That's like something new and stuff like that. So so anyways, he was talking about that and talking about, uh, you know, men, how especially men like the, you know, um, uh, men, uh, what's that thing called? Uh, toxic masculinity and all the uh, stuff. Yes. Men need to, that's a big thing right now. Everyone's discussing it and how we need to change it. And, and it's going to start with the men. And if they, you know, start dealing with their issues and society, all these norms, blah, blah, blah. So it was really refreshing hearing a bunch of men talk about just being real open and just being like, I don't care. Conando, he goes to therapy. He talks about it. He gets, mm-hmm. you know, um, just, you know, just all these men talking about mental health. And I was like, I love it. Uh, let's go deep down, uh, deep, do a deeper dive. And Andy Richter now has a new podcast. It's called Three Questions. He has mm-hmm. the same three questions. of It just started. He had the first person was uh, one of the girls, Abby, from... Uh, Broad City. Broad City. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he has her on there and then it comes out every Tuesday. And then so the last one that, that came out this week was Natasha Leon, who is my fucking favorite. Like I want her to be my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. She right? is a fascinating person. She is fucking awesome. And just her story. And so, so because, you know, she, you know, went through that shit, you know, she was, for those who don't know, she was a heroin addict and she, you know, she's like one of those, um, you know, Hollywood loves like a comeback story. Yeah. And her yeah. comeback story is fucking crazy. You have to listen. I think we talked about it a little bit before. Um, I was telling you, you have to listen to her on Fresh Air with Terry okay. Gross. Yes. Natasha yes. Leon, uh-huh. you have to listen to uh-huh. that one and you get a sense of what she's been through, like her life story and how she's, you know, come back. And then you talk, see her and Andy are good friends. So it's a, you know, they really get into the mental health and she's talking about how he's like, Oh, you don't go to therapy anymore. She's like, nah, she was just like, you know, when she was in therapy, it was during the the darkest times. And it's kind of like, she was talking about, it's kind of like every mind, like, she doesn't feel like she really needs to go right now. She hasn't had the best relationships with her therapist. She hasn't, you know, she hasn't found like the one. And Andy's like, oh, I've been there for, you know, 20 years with mine or whatever. Like, we're going to be together till one of us dies. And um, <laughs> so anyways, I have a link to that. Also, um, you know, Conan talking about he goes to therapy. Um, so th- that's a, those are males, right? White males. And I think it's very important, too, just because in uh, – communities and communities of color we don't we don't talk about that shit like a lot of people don't go to like are just starting to maybe the younger generations but it's not like you know the norm like oh yeah see my therapist like that's not the norm so it's great that more people that are have a platform are talking about it like Michael B. Jordan he was on um, with Oprah on Super Soul and he was talking about after playing Killmonger um 
on Black Panther that it was, you know, he had to go real deep and it was a lot of shit to get to that place. He's like, when I came out, when I was done, he said he couldn't shake it. Like, so he had to go, he's like, he went to therapy and he didn't say it like ashamed of it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you could look at it, you could also watch it instead of just listening to the podcast, you could watch it online. And he's just like, matter of fact, like, oh yeah, no doubt. You know, and yeah. he, he's, he's what is he 30? He's maybe in his thirties or, yeah. uh-huh. you know, to see someone like that, that so many young people look up to talk about it in such a, like the n- matter of fact, like, oh yeah, yeah. No big whoop. Of course. Uh-huh. Like, you uh-huh. know, I can't imagine not like I needed the help. Like that's the kind of shit like I, I love seeing. And so anyways, like I'm, I've always been a really big advocate for, um, counseling, therapy, whatever, something where you talk to someone that can kind of help you navigate. I think a lot of people don't understand what really happens. There's different types. We're not going to get into that. But, you know, I feel like I went the first, this is my third time going. I'm on a break right now because all my therapists uh are leaving me. But um, (laughs) (laughs) the first time I went is when my mom died. I was in college through the college, they offered it for free. It was a, you know, it was a free, it was part of the the health, the free health care that you got. So I went and never went uh-huh. ever in my life, but I knew that, I knew that it's something that I needed. I knew that I was lost. I knew that I needed a professional to, you know, so went to that, saw this dude. Um, he was great. Rode a motorcycle guy, older guy. Um, and he was, he was fantastic. And I feel like at that time I needed, cause it wasn't just about my mom. It was about my entire life. And I feel like I needed a male presence uh-huh. for that situation. Yeah. And it was like, Oh, I think you're good. So let's t- put you to a group. Cool. Went to group. And I was like, yo, some fucked up shit. <laughs> when you're, you're a group, right? Uh-huh. So I was like, this is kind of weird, but okay, whatever. And so then I stopped and then I was good for a little bit, you know? And then um, something happened in a relationship that years, years later, and then I went to someone else. And this, and you know, now I'm like, oh shit, I can't afford this shit. My insurance doesn't cover this shit, which it should. A lot of insurance should cover this shit. Um, so I found a place that was local when I was, when I was living in LA that was sliding scale. Mm-hmm. And helped me tremendously navigate through some fucked up shit and give me some tools to continue to, you know, deal with the shit and, and to evolve, you know. And then I come to the desert. We're here for a spell. Some shit went down where I talked to my real biological father on accident. <laughs> and it brings yeah. in all this shit that, like... I was like, yo, I thought I was good. I thought I broke the cycles. Da, 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 da. And so I was like, I've been, you know, such an advocate for it. And I saw how it helped me in the past. I was like, I know what the issues are. I know how I, what I need to do. Um, now that I have a son, I want to make sure that I work through my shit so that, I'm, you know, as I'm trying to raise a feminist Mm-hmm. I can't do it if deep down inside, without really knowing it subconsciously, I feel like all men are trash, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it stems from this bullshit, abandonment, all this shit with this dude that I yeah. have a relationship with, you know what I'm saying? So so I was like, okay, so I need a professional to help me navigate. I have an amazing support system. So that's that's not a question. A lot of people don't have any support. But, you know, even with the good support system, it's good to have someone that's a professional that can help you navigate. I just, I was like, I need someone that's going to help me navigate through this shit a little bit more efficiently, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, because this crying while I'm, you know, driving down the street is not, the move. <laughs> <It's> not <laughs> sustainable. No, nah, you know what I'm saying? It's not good. And with, you know, with the super precocious, crazy supernatural bear asking quite like, that's not the move. So then I was lucky enough to find, you know, someone that was a sliding scale. Then they left. Then I found another one. She left a couple, maybe a month ago, right? Okay. And it's funny because we're talking about abandonment issues. And yeah, you're like, Jesus, I need a therapist for my therapist abandonment issues. <laughs> I mean, they're great, but they, you know, they boned out. And so I have an appointment. I did the research. Slim Pickens out here in the desert. Um, I didn't really want a person uh, that was 64 years old and white. Yep. 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 So I found one that 
covered by my insurance, uh, have a co-payment, but still it's less than $200 an hour. Um, and I have an appointment with her on September in September. Cause that's the earliest I could get an appointment with her. Well, that, that is great. And you know, a couple of things crossed my mind while you were saying that, and that is that they're not always the most convenient, but especially if you live in a big city, there are so many options for Mm -hmm. you to find reasonably priced, um, therapy situations. Uh, many universities, even if you're not a student, they have programs where, um, you know, they'll have someone who is a licensed psychologist or psychiatrist working with patients along with students there. And then it, since it's part of the curriculum, the, that sort of treatment is sponsored. There's group therapy. There's this, that, the other. There's so many things. And, um, you know, I get really frustrated when people who desperately need uh, a little bit, a little mental health tune-up are like, yeah, I can't do it. I don't have the money. And I'm like, do you have the money to continue to be miserable, dysfunctional, and make terrible decisions in your life? Yeah. Do you have the money for Netflix? (laughs) Yeah, you got the money for Netflix and a new pair of shoes? Yeah. So, yeah, that makes me crazy. And I think, too, that a a time that there is no better time, you know, I that there are a lot of rude times in your life when therapy is awesome. And I think that, and having that kind of moment where you did a realization that like, you know, some of dysfunction is passed down from parent to child and like finding ways to break cycles of like fear or, um, you know, I don't know, whatever sort of like trauma you're carrying around in your soul and like finding you, you impart that to your child without even realizing it. And being able to set a good, healthy example for them is so important. Yeah. Like, yo, I'm going, where are you going, mom? Like, I'm going to the therapist. Like, what's that? Like, you know, explain that and explain that, you you know, you have these feelings and it's okay to feel them and it's okay to talk about them. And um, I feel like uh, Brennan Brown, she talks about like, your body doesn't lie. Like, she has scientific you know, studies backing up the shit about shame and about all these different feelings and emotions. And that's what I like. I like some science behind some shit. I need some data. I need some fucking statistics. I love that shit. And, you know, for her to, to say like, you know, it's so true. Your body doesn't lie. And if you go into the functional medicine world that a lot of doctors are going into now, or a lot of people are into now where it's, they look at your entire history, not just your medical history, like when you were born, your environment, growing up, your current environment, like, cause the mental and the physical all are connected. So if you could be like, no, I'm good. Like I'm really good. And I eat really well and I exercise <laughs> and I got all these good friends and, and you I'm know, pretty well it. adjusted. I'm really, yeah. But if you're not dealing with some shit from your childhood or whenever, and it's deep down inside, your body will scream at you in forms of, you know, have friends that, you know, a lot of different friends that are in the emergency rooms and it's something that could be avoided because if they talked about some bullshit that they're not trying to talk about, which it's hard. Like, I get it. It's hard. Yeah. You don't want to disrupt your awesome life or or disrupt your fucked up life even more by talking some shit. But this needs to happen because your body doesn't lie. And somehow, some way, it's going to come out somehow, some way. And especially, I think for me, it was a little bit more urgent because I was just like, yo, I got this little man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I got this little man and I thought I was good, but now going to therapy, I was like looking at my father's day posts. (laughs) They're a little angry. Like they're they're a little hostile, (laughs) you you know, cause I would never talk about him. Um, but I would, you know, say some amazing things about, about Miosito, Supernatural Bear's father, Uh but it would be with a lot of hostility. Like, I think this year was good. Cause I, you know, did the therapy. I got some shit out. And, but <laughs> you did the, the year, work. I did the work. But the year before, I remember looking at it like when I was going to therapy, she was like, you know, you're, you don't have to come. Like, you really don't have to come anymore. Like, because most, she's like, most um, patients only do the work the day they come. 
She's like, you do the work today and through the week. I go, I'm trying to get through. Like, I'm not trying to fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, let's go. Like, let's roll. And, and she was like, you know, you, I was like, I know, but you know, you're, you're going to be here for a little bit. Let's roll. And I, so while we were doing the work, it was always on my mind. Like, I think a lot of people also don't want to do it because of the sadness or the anger, or the, whatever it brings up. But also, yes. it's a little scary when someone puts a mirror, when you have to put a mirror up to yourself and be like, "What's what am I doing? Like, how am I contributing? How am I, what am I not doing? What?" And so, like, for me to be look back and I was like, I was like, tell, in the beginning of the, we first started talking, I was like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm really good. You know, I broke cycle. I don't, I don't really know why I'm here. Yeah. Like, da, 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 da. and then, uh, when I was doing the research on myself, on the, the recon on myself, I was like, I looked at last year's post and I said something like, like, yeah, you know, happy father's day to him. I couldn't be, you know, do this with anyone else. And yeah, just proof that I, you know, something, something like I said, something it's proof that I broke the cycle and I don't, I'm not going to be with trash (laughs) or Or just evidence that I'm still angry or anything. Yeah. You know? And I was like, that is, that's fucking, there's some issues there. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Bubbling on the surface when it, when we talk about like, when I talk about fathers or whatever and, you know, and I broke the cycle in some ways, but something inside still, you know, whatever. So anyways, I'm really, I'm, I'm super into it. And so because I'm, you know, I'll take a little woo woo here, but I like my, I like, like I said, data, facts, da da da, studies. Yep. So I'm also going to have a, we'll also have a link to um, an article that came out that said um, it was about neuroscience. Mm-hmm. And a- everyone can agree the, the mind and body um, work together. Like you can't have one fucked up one and one be okay. Like they're, they're unison, right? They're one thing. And the neuroscience says your body and mind get stronger when you focus on this one thing. And it's a, it's gratitude. And they're like, yeah, they're like, I know it sounds all crunchy granola, but they're (laughs) like, it's the mind and body are connected. And if you, it's like the gratitude shit, then if, if you're in that mind space on the daily, then you'll be like, Oh, I want to exercise, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm gratitude. Oh, I'm not going to dwell on all the fucked up shit. So your stress goes down. Uh, it improves your quality of sleep because then your stress goes down. Like it's a, it's a domino effect. And so this is neuroscience kids. Like, do you know, the kind of, the kind of therapy that I did as an adult, which PS changed my life so much for the better, um, was cognitive behavioral therapy. And that would be tied into this because cognitive behavioral therapy is basically changing the way that you think and do things to train your brain to not, to be a sort of overall more positive and happy and well-rounded and healthy organ. So like, you know, this would, this would make sense. Like my, my therapist always described it as like your brain, your neural pathways are like grooves on a record. And if you always say like, oh, I should be working out. Oh, fuck. I don't know how to do it. I'm fat. I can't do it. I'm no good. Everyone will look at me. Like whatever your, whatever your sort of negative reasoning is, mm-hmm. it, like that's just a neural pathway that it's like, oh, Jim, go over here. Gym, go mm. ex- exercise. Yep, you can still go over here. And when you start to train your brain to think a different way, or when you come at it slightly differently, like this, like, oh wow, I, I feel really grateful. Gosh, look at I have the a body, and you know it does things, and it can accomplish stuff, and get me through the world. And isn't this great? Then you are training your brain on a more productive neural pathway. Yeah, and so yeah. Connected. It's science, guys. It's, it's science, science, motherfuckers. Come on. And did you have, do you have you ever done EMDR? Uh, no, but I've always been interested in it. Yeah. So I have someone in the family who recommended it to me. I recommended it to someone recently. Um, but it's eye movement des- desensitization and processing. It's a psychotherapy <laughs> treatment um, where you kind of. Like it, it's all like also our brain, the way we think of certain things is memories, right? So it's kind of like a bad memory, certain memories that trigger certain emotions. It's desensitizing those so that mm-hmm. 
it doesn't fuck you up as much. It doesn't fuck you up in the same way anymore, if that makes sense, to like break it down in like super duper living terms. But like, I mean, it's all, it's, it's science, motherfuckers. So I feel like if more of us, if their stigma is lifted, if more of us get the help that we need, then especially with men, like, yeah, guys, there. I will tell you that there is nothing sexier or attractive to me than like you know when I was when I was doing all my dating, and like there were there were some guys who might say because I was always pretty forthright about the fact like oh yeah you know I've had like I'm in therapy I love my therapist it's totally been a life changing experience. And people who are like, oh, yeah, I did therapy for, like, you know, a year after my divorce. And it really helped me get my shit sorted. And I am like, you can take my panties now. (laughs) Like, a man who, like, knows what's going on in his head and, like, understands healthy ways to cope with shit is super hot. Yeah, it is. And I feel, you know, the thing about uh, how men are programmed since they're born to not to cry, to really just push the motions down and da da da. Like I feel like it's not weakness to be in touch with your emotions. Like you could be weak, right? Is, is one thing, but to be strong, but to be sensitive and in touch with your shit, that to me, that's strength. Uh, that's a real yeah. strength. Yes. You know, because oh, like I- like Morrissey says. It's so easy to laugh. It's so easy to hate. It takes strength to be gentle and kind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, and recently I, I was, um, an album came out by Fred Gibbs and Mad Lib. If you guys are into hip hop, you guys know this album, Bandana. And um, he was on some radio show somewhere that I was watching on YouTube. And they're asking him like, you know, because he's from the hood, like, does he still have that hood mentality? And he's like, yeah, I still, like, I don't try to, I'm not trying to sell drugs anymore, but, you know, but, you know, yeah, of course, like, you know, see people die and, you know, all this shit. He's like, um, and then they asked him straight out, like, have you gone to therapy? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I went to therapy. Like, you know, and I was just like, what? Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, that's, I was like, please that's so great. It. Um, and, you know, I've been, you know, talking a lot about it, doing, like I said, research and talking to family members about it. And, and, you know, there's a lot of men that are in our lives that probably would n- at this moment never consider, even consider trying to go to therapy. And to those, if you're one of them or you have someone that's like that, I recommend a book by Tim Ferriss. I think I've talked about it before. It's oh, called Trap yes. of Mentors. Uh-huh. And... I, be, I I might be wrong with the person, but this book is amazing. I didn't get through it because it's so fucking thick. I want to buy it and I want to give it as gifts. But he basically asked, like, I think it's like 11 questions. They're ordered in a certain way to elicit certain responses. And um, he asked, um, like, the best in the world in every industry from woo-woo people to scientists. And he, I believe it was um, Serena Williams' husband, Alexis. Yeah, uh uh-huh, from Reddit. Yes, um, who now, he does this um, investment company or whatever. But um, he, he was, I think he's the one who was like, well, I forget one of the questions, like what's changed your life or in the past couple of years or whatever. And he, he mentioned getting a coach, like an executive coach. Uh-huh. And it's just a fancy way of <laughs> saying a therapist. A therapist. It's just it's a different type of therapist, right? And he was like, I don't, he's like, he's like really into sports. And he's like, you know, my favorite, the top athletes in the world, they have coaches. He's like, yeah. why wouldn't I want a coach to help me be a better a leader to my team, you know, and he just, he just went into it in, in, in that sense, you know, on that vibe, on that, you know, frequency. And I was like, guys are going to read this. They're going to get it on those terms, you know, especially like if, you know, if you're like, Oh, does, I don't know who's, I don't know who's the best right now. Um, someone in basketball. I don't know. I have no idea guys, but like they have coaches, they have coaches to help them with whatever, you know, they're, trying to be the best at and if you're trying to be the 
best leader, you have to have compassion and be sensitive to certain things. And I mean, I just, I just felt like that was amazing to see so many men on that, in that book, talk about therapy, coaches, um, meditation, just, you know, trying to get those vibes down and and trying to get that shit out. That's the only way. All of us. Doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. So, yeah. Cool. Well, that's an interesting topic. I, you know, I would have to say that if any men who think that they're tough guys out there and that they don't need therapy and they fast forwarded through this or got tired and turned it off midway through, you're who we're talking about. Exactly. You're the one that needs to shit. <laughs> exactly. And you don't have to go all, you don't have to go every, like you could do spurts. Like, go, like you said, like go you to said someone early, and say, yeah. I have, I have three months and I will commit to doing once a week. What can we accomplish? Yeah. Have a goal. Like that's what yeah. helped me. Like after my, we reached our goal, I was like, oh, it's kind of like, and then she left who I loved. Then I got the other chick and it was more like just talking to the homegirl every week, which was good in a way because it was like a catalyst for me to have some, you know, me time where I don't think about being a wife, a mom or anything else. And, um, but then I was just like, I'm not, you know, it's money, like still and time. So I was just like, what, what can we do? Um, but yeah, so there's so many different outlets out there. Like T.I. said, online shit groups, like just some type of support to get the shit out. Um, writing shit out helps a lot. That helped me tremendously. Um, just getting that shit and making those, uh, changing those synapses to be uh, different. So Yes. Yeah. Back by science, motherfuckers. Back by science. <laughs> um, and speaking of science, yeah, I wanted to talk about some stuff that uh, the Supernatural Bear and I have been um, perusing. Okay. Um, there's a thing, NASA, I don't know if you guys heard, just released all of their images, their image uh, video um, uh, library. So okay. you can we'll have a we'll have a link to that. You can go there and enter I anything. Click, in, I just clicked on it. And yeah, I'm looking at look it. at everything's available at your fingertips. You want a picture of some of the the latest exoplanets because that's what we're into right now, and it's freaking me the fuck out. Um, <laughs> you can put in exoplanets and see some uh, some photos from some of the satellites that I've taken of some exoplanets, the nearest exoplanets that are out there that maybe are in the Goldilocks zone, our uh, Goldilocks yeah. zone. So uh-huh. that means they're they're similar to Earth. You know, as far as like distance from their star and that there might be life on them. Yeah. Freaking you out. Freaking yeah. the fuck out. Uh-huh. Um, and then for the kids, there's Space Place, NASA. And it's filled with uh, all this amazing content for kids. Um, games and facts and, you know, because the Supernatural Bear is all science-based. So anything yep. we can find. So, yeah. Boom. Science. I have to say, I think that, like, NASA does some really cool shit. Like, when they do the open house for the... um, APL? Yep, for the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. And, you know, all of these, like, cool new microsites or smaller sites that they're doing, offering um, all of their information and data to the wider world. It's so cool. We're really lucky that that NASA exists and they're awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, NASA. <laughs> <laughs> what about any events or things with you, T.I.? Oh, goodness. I don't really, you know, I live I live in a land, uh, southern Oregon, where not a whole lot happens. It's kind of a sleepy place. So um, I don't have a whole lot. Like, I've really had my head down working and um, doing some, like, not necessarily super fun kind of travel, but, like, oh, weekend here, go and run and do this, driving to wherever, uh, going to a wedding. That was super fun travel in Hawaii. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, So um, I had a great trip to Hawaii for my cousin's wedding and then to Kauai for fun afterwards, where it rained like a motherfucker for the whole time. <laughs> Uh, at least you're in paradise i understand that happens in Kauai. yeah yeah (laughs) um and like i went snorkeling and here's the cool thing so i do not care for um scuba Mm. 
Like, to me, that freaks me out. I don't want to be so far beneath the water that if I need to breathe, I can't. And I'm talking, like, real kind of breathing. Not, like, mm. through a little, not through a mm, straw. Mm. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Or, like, if shit goes wrong, I don't want to be like, well, I guess I'm drowning down here. Oh, well. <laughs> like, I can see air. Like, that's a, I'm also one of those people, though, like, action sports and, like, all kinds of shit like that. Like, look, there are enough things in life that want to kill me. I'm not going to go and seek them. I'm cool. <laughs> so I am not a big scuba person, and I've snorkeled a few times and been like, yeah, this is all right. You know, I get it. Like, I'm sure that there's places in the world that have really great snorkeling. Um, but when we were in Kauai, with, we had to, like, totally change our itinerary because it was raining cats and dogs the whole time. Mm. And we were like, let's go to the Hanalei surf shop. And for five bucks, you can rent a mask, a snorkel and some fins for the day. And then like, let's get up early and we'll drive to this beach. That's supposed to be one of the nicer beaches locally. And so we went there and we're like, let's go see, like, apparently there's some snorkeling here. Let's check it out. And I am here to tell you, it was like, you know what? There's a whole other world underneath the surface of the water. It's amazing. Like <laughs> we saw so many fish, so many fish. And like, I'm, we probably saw two, do, two dozen kinds of varieties and like the little striped ones and like <laughs> the, the orange, like sort of clownfish and the parrot fish. And oh my gosh, saw so many. And I was like, this right here is like, this is vacation activity. Number one, you spent five bucks. And like, you know, Five bucks, of, you can't beat that shit. Yeah. And a bottle of water and a towel and you go like sit on a beach for a while and get hot and then go splash around in the water and you look at fish. Like it was awesome. So, um, yeah, Hawaii and Kauai. Awesome. Good times. So, you know, I've been doing some traveling like that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so what about that, the birds? What about the birds? No the more bird, bird watching. Um, no, this is actually kind of a, a tough time in some ways for bird watching. I'm glad you asked because, <laughs> uh, there's so like food is so plentiful that they're like, yeah. Oh, your feeder, your feeder's cool, but I'm, I'm all right. So like I get a few little finches <laughs> during the day yeah, and there's, there's a blue jay who stops by from time to time. And so I leave some peanuts on the table for him, but that's kind of it on the bird front. Um, I do, since it's summer, I do have, uh, I am gardening. So what up to my, what up to my gardening nerds? What's growing up in here? Uh, I am really into, I have a community garden plot, which is about, uh, 15 by eight. And I have like a little elevated box here at the house, which is probably two by six. And the house one is my, I call it my, uh, my, uh, salad garden because it is <laughs> lettuce and arugula and cucumbers and little baby tomatoes and it's, yeah, and it's super happy. And then I have my, um, then I have my community garden plot, which is bigger shit like watermelon and beans and more, way more cucumbers and all wow. kinds of shit. Yeah. A so, lot yeah. of shit. Yeah, I got a lot of shit going on. Like, I feel like I have just been sort of um, leading a leading a low key life of um, gentility with my birds <laughs> and Hawaii and my garden. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. It's great. I Did want you- to add, does anybody else who listen to this? Do you, anybody else? Does anybody else garden? Hello. There has Anyone? to be. There has to be. Come on. Did you always know you had green thumb? Uh, no, no. And, um, but I, I, no, but like, I, I mean, I don't know. I, this sounds so cheesy, but I've just always, I've always been good. Like with nature, like I like animals, <laughs> animals like me. I like the dirt. The dirt likes me. Like I'm, I'm cool with like the earth and shit. So it doesn't surprise me. I do have uh speaking of earth and animals, uh, any recommend? I've done a little bit of research, but any recommendations on stuff to repel raccoons because they're uh, shredding shit up and shitting up storms right outside our windows? Yeah, I mean raccoons. You just have to keep everything away from them, and they like to get into trash. 
And there's no, not, there's I, literally nothing for them to get into, but they're chilling. Like we were like, what the fuck is that noise? One time, like at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and they were like, I guess they were like on top of like, right. The wall behind our headboard is the pool pump. Uh-huh. And we're like, what the fuck is that? And then we hear them go around the corner to our sliding door that goes uh-huh. out to the pool. And I, I turn on the light, I turn on my phone light and I was like, oh shit. And I had just watched Guardians of the Galaxy. So there's Rocket right there. <laughs> yeah. Super looking super cute. But I was like, these motherfuckers, there's a group of them. And so then we're like, okay, maybe they're just passing through. And then the next day, um, you'll see this like, yo, they shit everywhere we saw them. <laughs> like they just like, they're like, I go, you think it's the raccoon? He goes, yeah, either that or some homeless guy (laughs) shit and so because there's like rocks right there's like rocks by the window it's Uh all like um like a zero escape like desert landscaping yeah yeah rocks with the fucking um with the cacti and shit yeah and like it's not cats it's a big ass motherfucking shits like a bunch like just chilling and then the the um the scooper thing the little net to clean the the top of the pool (laughs) Uh shredded Shred. Oh, interesting. I mean, like raccoons like to hang around um, people because they are good at getting into garbage. If you have pets that have, and you have pet food outside, they love that. Mm-hmm. If um, lots of people think it's cute to feed them, so they'll leave food out for them. And they get like super acclimated to people and they will fuck your shit up for sure. Yeah, like I feel like it was on purpose. Like they're like these motherfuckers, because there wasn't like that before. As soon as we saw them and, sh- and like put the light on them, and then there, I was like, shit. So, I I bought a spray bottle because it said to make a uh, boil some some peppers and garlic, and because uh, they hate spice shit. They're like uh-huh. spray that on everywhere they can come in on your garbage cans, everywhere. So. That's like in the, this weekend. That's that's my job. That's your job. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I, I like I like raccoons, but they are they're bigger. I think a lot of people who don't know it, rac- they're like, oh, raccoons are kind of bigger than you think they are. Yeah, and they, they can fuck shit up. They have you seen their claws? Their claws yeah. are crazy. Yeah, I mean, they're and they're very smart and they're very curious. So they can they can trash your shit for sure. Yeah, and then I saw um, when I was doing the research, they're like, yeah, and, you know, they love the, um, you know, if you have an issue with them in your attic. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, oh, shit. are they in my Something attic? new that I have to worry about? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Ugh. Ugh. Um, but, yeah, okay. So we'll okay. see. We'll see okay. how that works. But um, That's a good one. Yeah, we don't have any, uh, to my knowledge, I've never seen any any raccoons here. And what animals are there in your area near your community garden that could fuck up your garden? Uh, groundhogs. Oh. For sure. They like root vegetable crops. And mm-hmm. there's some, there are some that are around there. Birds. Somebody keeps eating. So, like, when beans come up, uh-huh. um, like, the last thing that kind of comes up is it, like, you know, like... So it puts down its little roots and then its little head starts to come up out of the soil. And the last thing that comes up is like the actual bean itself and the leaves come folding out of it. Uh-huh. And birds are like, bean, and then eat it. <laughs> so there's like I I keep seeing like, oh, I have beans coming up, I have beans coming up. And then I get there and I'm all somebody ate the top of the fucking bean off. And that for sure is birds. <laughs> little shit. Um yeah. So, but you know, you always grow more than you need because you figure that some nature's going to come along and take part of it. Right. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh-huh. Um, so this time you said you wanted to talk about Deadwood. Yeah. Um, you know, I was trying to think about, I've been thinking about like, what have I been watching and all that sort of stuff. And like, really I've just been sort of plugging my way through Deadwood, which I forgot was three whole seasons. And I just think it's such an interesting show because it is incredibly well done. Um, So many of the characters are people that you recognize 
like Wild Bill Hickok and Calamity Jane and other people um, like Al Swearingen are based on people who lived then. And, um, you know, it's just kind of like this microcosm of the American West in this town that's like, and it's so realistic. And I, I know I'm preaching to the choir. So many people have seen it. Um, <laughs> but if you haven't, you fucking better. It's like so realistic because it's like dirty and grimy and violent and brutish and, you know, there's then there's, then there's moments of like tenderness that are sort of dis- oftentimes disguised as um, you know disregard for other people and the language that they use and like it, it's just you know on one hand it's really enjoyable and on the other hand it it feels like difficult and problematic. And, you know, because, like, there is one character who is sort of physically and mentally handicapped. Not that much. Um, Jewel, she is, she works in uh, the gym, which is a sort of saloon and brothel. And she has a bad leg. I don't know exactly what the deal is, but sort of probably like a club foot or something. Uh And she has like some, some level of um, mental disability. She's pretty sharp. And like uh, Al Swearingen, who's sort of your main antagonist slash somewhat protagonist. He like, he uses the most like harsh and abusive language for her. And um, including, like, there's the sort of the quote-unquote running joke that he keeps her around in case anybody ever comes in and wants to, like, fuck a whore but only has nine cents. (laughs) Then he's like, then I'll give him Jewel. And, you know, he's always like, your fucking leg, will you fucking pick it up? And he's, like, so abusive to her. And it's so funny. And, (laughs) And it's not funny at all. (laughs) <laughs> and so I find I find myself very conflicted and I often think that um things to I find humor in things that are not supposed to be funny so I feel especially conflicted laughing at stuff like this so I'm like this is awful and they're intending it to be like shocking and funny but and it is but it's not and so it's I find I have my rewatch of this is a hopefully, you know, every day I like to think I'm an ever so slightly more enlightened person. But watching this is a ever so slightly more enlightened person than I was when I watched it nine years ago. Like and I thought then it was like, fuck, it's kind of gnarly. And I'm like, God, it's still so gnarly. And I can't wait to see the movie, which is what this rewatch is building up to. So I can see, like, how has it tempered their sensibility or has it? Mm. And that was that was sort of a question, too, that, like, I'm waiting to do my research and stuff until once I've seen it. But I want to find out, like, the people who wrote it, the people who acted in it, did they have any, like, you know, given the world is a lot different than it, is, than it was when they first did this eight years ago or ten years ago or whenever – And, you know, people are a lot more, their eyes are a lot more opened about inclusivity and um, women's rights and things like this. Like, did did anybody have any sort of like, ooh, a crisis of conscience? Like, and Ian McShane, who plays Al Swearingen, and also I would watch Ian McShane read the phone book. I fucking love (laughs) that. Um, You know, like he in particular, he's the most despicable, awful human being on the show. And, like, I just want to read, like, what's it like to go back and live in Al Swearingen's head? Is, are you, like, I mean, I, if I were him, I'd be like, I don't know. I secretly kind of love it. Because I get to <laughs> say to you the most id-centric things. Like, he says and does anything. He doesn't give a shit. So, anyhow, I really enjoyed watching it from a couple of different perspectives. Not least of which is, it's just a fucking great story. So, highly recommend um, if anybody out there hasn't seen it and it's on your list, like bump that up a couple notches. Yeah. And I, I, I know that you're one of them. Like, you'll, and this is one of those ones that you will want to watch, watch because um, with the accents and stuff like mm. that, it kind of like, it's hard to just keep one ear on it while you're doing something else. Okay. So if I'm going to watch it, I got to watch it, watch it, dedicate the so. time. What, so where are you and um, Mr. Ranger at right now? Season what? We are season two. We're halfway through it. Um, 
And uh, I just reminded when we rolled over to the second season, it left on a little bit of a cliffhanger. And then it shows up and it's, and you're like, oh, right. And it's also one of those ones that just keeps getting better every season. You're like, oh, shit, this is even better. Like, it wasn't a bad season. And the other thing, too, that I really like is that so many of the people who are are actors in it have, like, either have gone on to continue doing really interesting things. Like, Sarah Paulson has, like, Mm -hmm. a fairly small role in it. Oh, wow. And, like, you know, just, like, Timothy Oliphant. I love him so much. Um, so many like really interesting people. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like 10 years ago, they were kind of a small, whatever. And now they're like in movies, Big. So the yeah. cast, all the casting's great. It's just, it's really good. Highly recommend. I'm excited. Yeah. I think you're, you're selling it even more from, I mean, I've always wanted to watch it, but I think you're getting me excited. I think I'm going to, well, I, I would, I would love to hear your take on a lot of the, like, I mean, you know, the way that they talk about Native Americans Oof, and like, I bet you it's brutal. I bet you it's brutal. brutal. It's brutal, but it's kind of like, it's also kind of funny sometimes. <laughs> like, um, Al Merendam, the awful id of the show, he refers to them as dirt worshipers. Oh, and he's my like, God. and so he's like, those fucking dirt worshipers. Oh, my and God. Like, and it's it's awful, but it's like oh my! It's also clever. Like you're just like fuck. Yeah, what am I like, laughing at? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it. Um, all right. So I think um, this was maybe one of the you know quieter episodes, the serious episodes, but yeah, dirty down nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, like we like we said, we nerd out on all kinds of stuff, and um, you know, shit. I'm gonna get my ass to go see Spider Man, and yes, finish reading my fantasy book, and I'm gonna be like back in action. Yeah, full and blown. I'm about to finish Vikings. Oh, a couple shit. more, and then I'll be up to date. So, um, yeah. and yeah, lots to talk about with that. So, yeah, you know, we'll we'll be nerding it out next time yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, so let's like we've been giving it to you kind of hardcore this year, and let's try to keep up the momentum, and hopefully we'll get together again. Cause you got a boom boom two weeks like consecutive. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, boom, did it. You're welcome. Go on to www.thenerdout.com and go send us two dollars because we give you two episodes in two weeks. Come on, you're I welcome. Yes. all right then um peace out nerds Pokemon.